Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecallendershow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. You know what they say, right? You know what they say. Those with small hands should not cast about putting cups. So I'm just, it's just a warning. I'm just laying that out there, okay? If, if you are reading through the uh, social media feeds and and seeing the news stories about how to eat pudding with your fingers, <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is actually a story. Have you heard this? This is ridiculous. First off, who among us, really, who among us hasn't at some point eaten something in an, uh, in an unusual way, right? Sometimes... You're left without a utensil, right? You get the salad delivered to you on your private plane while you're flying around between campaign stops or something, and you don't have a you don't have a fork to eat the salad, so you, you use a comb, right? I mean, you just you you do what you got to do. Like we're Americans, this is what you do. You adapt, you overcome, you find a way to get that food into your belly. In case you are unaware. The story is, and this might be the takedown, this could derail his entire political career. The story is that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, about four years ago, ate a pudding cup with his fingers. How many? Three of them. He used three fingers. Three fingers to eat the pudding cup. That's the outrageous part. I'm literally shaking right now. I don't know what to do. This three fingers, which honestly, doesn't that make sense? Doesn't that make sense? You probably can't fit four in the cup. So why would you use any other number of fingers? Right? And with the three fingers, you got more of the scooping action, right? You got like a Frito-Lay scoop uh, mimicry going there where you can get in there. Because if you do two, I mean, yes, two might work in a pinch, but one is one is irrelevant. One is not going to work, right? You might as well like get uh, like, a, like a popsicle stick or a straw, not to suck through, but to just kind of like use the straw like the spoon. You've done it. You know you've done it. You did that with like a milkshake or something at some point, right? A milkshake that was a little too thick to start off with, right? When you first get it, so it's too thick, it's too cold. You got to wait for it to kind of thin out a little bit. But you also want to taste that sweet, sweet milkshake. So what do you do? You use the straw as a spoon, right? You kind of just lap it up like that. That's a one-finger operation in the pudding. Two fingers, okay. But if you can fit three, that's, that is obviously more effective. It is a more efficient use of the fingers. So this is the story. The Daily Beast broke this story. And uh, the left and Trump world are, are just in love with this story. <laughs> they, are, 
They, you might say they seized upon it. Maybe a little bit of pouncing as well. This is the story from, um, because they're trying to paint Ron DeSantis as uh, socially awkward. Hey, the guy doesn't do small talk. He's not good in unscripted small talk situations. Okay. Well, next time I'm looking to hire somebody uh, to small talk their way, I guess, through a national emergency or a statewide emergency or something, I guess I won't call him. I Well, actually, if I'm just looking for somebody to do small talk, I mean, that's what I can do. So I, I wouldn't even need to call upon Ron DeSantis for that or not call upon him. The chatter over DeSantis's public engagement has also surfaced past unflattering stories about his social skills, particularly his propensity to devour food during meetings. The man likes to eat. Oh, my God. Again, there, but by the grace of God, go. <laughs> right. Who among us? Really, this is what you're, you're doing, the story on how he eats. This is like Donald Trump's second scoop of ice cream story, right? Remember that one? Everybody lost their uh, their poop over uh, the, the fact that Donald Trump got two scoops of ice cream. Nobody seems to care that Joe Biden gets the chocolate chocolate chip and he licks that ice cream cone in front of all of the reporters' faces all the time. Nobody cares about that ice cream story. No, no, the second scoop, that's, that's the big news. So... Uh, A former DeSantis staffer told the Daily Beast, quote, he would sit in meetings and eat in front of people, always like a starving animal who has never eaten before, getting bleep everywhere. So he's a messy eater. So like bust out the tarp, I guess. This is what we want. This is what they want us to believe. You got to like he eats with a smock or something because there's food flying everywhere. Enshrined in DeSantis lore is an episode from four years ago, which is interesting. If it's enshrined in DeSantis lore, why does nobody know about this story? It happened four years ago. Why wouldn't anybody have been talking about this story over the last four years? But no, I guess we had to wait for the Daily Beast to break the story that is in the DeSantis lore. But here it is. During a private plane trip, once again, it's on a plane. I'm thinking planes need to have more utensils, right? I'm thinking now, instead of just the air masks that drop in from overhead, you know, and turbulence, I'm thinking those, uh, the utensil packs with the spork, right? And the napkin and salt and pepper, they need to, you need to have them on every seat with the barf bags or something. Because that's what, what was her name? Amy Klobuchar. She was the one that, remember, she ate the salad with the fork, also on a plane, because there were no forks. This might be like this might be a, a, a national problem here. So he would uh, so he's on this private plane trip from Tallahassee to DC. It's March of 2009. DeSantis enjoyed a chocolate pudding dessert by eating it with three of his fingers, according to two sources familiar with the incident. So I don't even know. Were they there? Did they see this? Because you could just be familiar with the incident. Like, yeah, some guys were talking about how to Santa say to pudding cup. Now, here's the thing. This is my warning. This is my warning. to. I mean, the lefties are going to they're going to have a lot of fun with this because, you know, whatever. They hate DeSantis. They're very afraid of him. Um, and I mean, I guess some of the same sentiment over in Trump world on this, too. But I just I would warn you, Trump fans, Trump world people. 
You do not want to draw people's attention to the size of DeSantis's fingers. I don't think that's a wise move here. Just for strategy's purpose, I mean, it, it, it's not a good idea. You do not want people making comparisons between the size of the men's hands, okay? Because one of them can eat a pudding cup with three fingers, and one of them probably wouldn't be able to get the bottom of the cup. You know, it would just, just kind of come uh, like right halfway down. It wouldn't be able to get, you'd have to like, like jam the whole fist down in there maybe. It, it would get very messy. That's all. I'm just saying. I do have some emails regarding this. Um, here you go, Dave. Here you go. Dave says, Pete, I have consumed many a pudding cup with just my tongue. DeSantis for president. He's one of us. <laughs> Uh, I did get a call. Some, uh, some, did they say their name? They just, okay. Somebody called and said that they, they thought I was making some sort of double entendre reference or something. Uh, no, the, and I, okay. So I apologize if people don't know this story. I assumed everybody knew the story about Donald Trump's tiny hands, right? This was a big thing. Remember the big story about the size of his hands back in the primary. Remember Marco Rubio was making jokes about it. Because the all right, so the original story goes: there was a uh, a writer at a now defunct uh, magazine. Uh, it was like some New York City magazine publication, whatever. And they did some big story on Donald Trump, uh, and they wrote uh, the reporter uh, or the editor, I guess. Uh, they had in their article that he had small hands. <laughs> he had, I don't know what it was a reference to, but they just said he had small hands. And Donald Trump got offended. He got offended by that, and so for over the course of the next like twenty years, this editor, after the publication goes out of business, whatever, wherever this guy goes, every now and again, he would get a uh, a letter in the mail, and he would open the envelope, and there would be like a picture from a magazine or newspaper clipping or something, and it would just be a picture, and it would be a picture of Donald Trump. And in black Sharpie, his hands would be circled. And there was no letter, there was no note, nobody signed it. It was just this this picture of a clipping that came out of a magazine or a publication or something. So essentially what what the guy, what the editor was saying was that for like 20 years, he believed Donald Trump was so insulted by this, this thing, or maybe he was just a joke. I don't know. No, I don't think anybody's ever confronted him about it and asked him, Hey, were you the one that would send these clippings to that reporter for years and years after that article that said you had small hands and because you were so offended by it, that's all. And I'm just pointing out that a lot of Donald Trump, Supporters are mocking DeSantis for eating the pudding cup. And I'm just pointing out that if you have tiny hands or if you're sensitive about this attack, it's probably not a good idea to uh, to offer up comparisons here because, you know, DeSantis world can turn around and just say, well, at least he could reach the bottom of the pudding cup. Right. I don't know whatever. I don't know what other people were thinking I was talking about. Oh, yeah, that's true. Hey, Pete, this is from Jason. Didn't Joe Biden suck on his wife's fingers during a rally? 
in the 2020 campaign. When, uh, I don't, he didn't suck on her finger. He bit her finger. Remember something like that where she was like pointing and past him and he like did this little playful chomp kind of thing like on, onto her finger. It was just weird. Like he forgot he's running for president, you know, <laughs> he's in front of people. It's just weird. Um, yes, he did. And it was weird and creepy, but that's just old Joe. The more the left wing machine and Trump people focus on stuff like this, the more I want to say this to be president. <laughs> um, as the and this is from Joseph. Uh, as the specter of a DeSantis run possibly overtaking Trump grows, the left is uh, as that as the possibility grows, uh, the left is going to get increasingly unhinged with stories like these. Trump knows he's a real threat, so he'll stupidly parrot these dumb reports too. Uh, both Dotard Joe and Lockdown Don have real reasons to fear DeSantis. Uh, yeah, look, I I'm wait. DeSantis hasn't even announced he's running, but he's totally running. And here's the worst part. This is the worst part about the uh, the 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 pudding cup story. DeSantis dropped the weight. They've been working on that story. Think about that. Think about it. Right. You saw him at his inauguration, which was just a couple of months ago. And look, DeSantis, he had gotten a bit, uh, got a bit husky, a bit husky. You know, like the suits. Like you could tell with dudes, you could tell, uh, like the suit that. It's starting to look like a, almost like a Minecraft character, like a box, you know, because you're carrying the weight. After the weight, after you after you carry it around your gut, it, it starts like building up towards your neck area, you know. As it gets as it gets higher up on your torso, it makes you look boxy, and so he had that effect going on. And then he just did some appearance i think he was on glenn beck's show he was also doing some sort of uh hurricane ian response uh thing and he got up there and now he's looking trim and so it doesn't land right the 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 hit piece doesn't land the same way because it's essentially a fat joke right that's that's what they were doing that's what the daily beast did he's like oh look at that DeSantis is fat ha 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 like that's essentially what the pudding cup story is about that he he eats in front of people. He's a messy eater. He ate a pudding cup with three fingers. Three fingers. I don't know why that matters. Doesn't matter. And so, you know, we're supposed to get the joke. Get it? He's fat. And they said the same thing about Donald Trump, right? You were allowed to fat shame Donald Trump. You were allowed to make those jokes about Donald Trump. You were allowed to make them about Ron DeSantis. But here's the problem. DeSantis dropped some weight. Oh, foiled again. All right, uh, Mike, welcome to the program. Hello, Mike. What's going on? Hey, Pete. Uh, as, a, as a journalist uh, and professional that you are, could you explain to me the need for the to protect the source? <laughs> Why in the world are, are are the journalists afraid that they're not going to find out what he put on his hamburger next? Right? Like, oh my gosh, what other kinds of, uh, what other kind? Look, I, hey, I would be lying if I told you that I never took a spoon and uh, put mayo, uh, like scooped a bunch of mayo out of the jar and just ate it. I've done it. 
I have done it. I have done it with ranch dressing and gravy as well. And, and especially mayo. Especially mayo. Because mayo is the but superior you, condiment. Yeah, can you think of a dumber reason to protect a source, though, and, and not name the person who said he used three fingers? <laughs> right. Well, obviously, the, the, so they're, they, they were identified as a former staffer. One of them was identified, or well, two sources familiar with the incident is what they said. But one of them is apparently identified somewhere as a staffer, a former staffer. So I'm assuming they want to remain anonymous so they can still work in Republican circles, in Republican offices and campaigns. That's my that would be my guess. But as a journalist, I mean, like, really, this is this is the story you're you're running down this story about the three fingers in the pudding cup. OK. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think Bill Crystal is hiring. <laughs> That's right. Mike, I appreciate the call. <laughs> All right. All right. Have a great weekend. Um, no, it's uh, I, yeah, there's there was very little journalism actually occurring in this uh, Daily Beast story. But then again, it is the Daily Beast. So our standards uh, are not very our expectations are not very high in the first place. Kind of like the Charlotte Hornets. Hey, maybe we could put together a winning season now. Maybe. All right. Are you prepared for a disaster? Do you need some advice? Are you looking for a military surplus that's real? Well, for more than three decades, the answer has been Old Grouch's Military Surplus in downtown Clyde. It is an old school, traditional store. It's got a mix of modern and vintage items. See my friend Tim? He'll hook you up. He gets new stuff in all the time, American made, because it's real military surplus. Camo, shirts, hats, customized dog tags, gear, Old Grouches on Main Street, downtown Clyde, across the street from the anti-aircraft gun. The shop is open Monday through Saturday and all the time at oldgrouch.com. Jonathan says uh, on the Twitter machine, Pete, stop it. You just cost Ron DeSantis my vote. I am out now. That's it. He's done. Just you know, the uh, What are we calling this? Uh, pudding cup gate? Uh, Pete, you are disgusting for eating mayo on its own. I hope if you run for president, this haunts you. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I ate it alone. It's just I want I ate something else and it was dry and it usually went with the with uh, just, you know, I ate it in a in a different way. I just, you know, one after the other. It was all in the mouth at the same time. That's the idea. You just, yeah. Yeah, but you could brush your teeth with mayo, too, I think. Yeah, no, you could. You probably. I, I have not done that, though. I have not done that. Um, all right, so the Hornets are maybe selling off uh, Michael Jordan's share. We'll get to that in a minute. First, let me get to Sam. Welcome to the show. Hello, Sam. Hello, Pete. Hey. Enjoy your show. Thanks, sir. you're feeling better. I am. I am indeed. Thank you. Every day is a little bit better. I still am on some DayQuil, though, so I got a little bit of the medicine head still still going. Well, I just wanted to comment uh, on your um, topic today. It seems that it must be a very slow news day if this is all we got to talk about. You think that uh, it's a slow news day? Evidently. Why? Because that's all we can talk about for the last 30 minutes is uh, what DeSantis eats and how he eats it. Well, to be fair, we've only been talking about one thing that DeSantis eats and how he eat and how he ate it on one occasion so it's a very limited it's a very limited uh menu that we're talking about we're not even i mean we're not even going into all of the kinds of foods what's that i said that's a true statement yeah yeah, yeah. so did you just not make my case uh no i'm just we're just talking about the story that the daily beast did on ron DeSantis and how that's 
that's what the left is talking about. We, you, you heard the topic, right? We, we talked about how the left is using it. They're beating up DeSantis because they hate him, and then yeah, Trump I, world is... I, I picked up on that. Okay. But anyway, thanks. I enjoy your show. Okay. You have a good day. All right, sir. I appreciate it. I guess even the... Entertaining and informative. I strive to be one, at least one of the two. At least one of the two. I mean, I guess I could have delivered that whole topic dry and just gave you the headline. Ron DeSantis eats pudding cup with three fingers. Moving on. But, I mean, I, there's no reason we can't have fun with these topics. I'm not telling you how to think or what to think. There are other stories. Oh, by the way, yes, I have a whole bunch of show prep for that. Um, those are That's a... Uh, Rush Limbaugh used to call them the stick to the issues crowd. And every time he would talk about Apple products and uh, tech and football, he would get people that would complain to him about the, why don't you stick to the issues? You know, it comes with the territory. So no, I like, I don't get offended when people say, I don't like this topic you're talking about. And then, you know, they'll try to make some insinuation that I'm unprepared to talk about something else, or I, I never talk about other things or whatever. It just, it's, it, it comes with the territory. Oh, so Hunter Biden is suing over the laptop that was totally not his. Interesting. Okay. Um, Hornets owner Michael Jordan in talks to sell majority stake in the NBA team. Oh, please, oh, please, oh, please be true. Pretty big disappointment. I got to tell you. Pretty, pretty, pretty big disappointment. I was hoping that, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, as the owner of the team, would create some buzz, no pun intended, but would, would help attract talent here, would, you know, I don't know, make us a, dare I say, a world-class destination. But it, it didn't happen. He was not, a. I mean, it's going to work out fine for him. He's going to make a lot of money because the appreciation value of an NBA team apparently has gone up even when you stink like we have for so long. But apparently... That's the benefit of having a monopoly, I suspect. He's in serious talks. Serious. To sell a huge stake of the franchise to a group that includes Hornets minority owner Gabe Plotkin and Atlanta Hawks minority owner Rick Schnall. So we're going to go from Michael Jordan owning like virtually all the team to Plotkin and Schnall. It sounds like a law firm or something. It's just... Oh, no, it's an equity. It actually sounds like a, yeah, it sounds like, like an equity firm or something. Um, should a sale go through, Jordan would still hold a minority stake in the Hornets, according to the report. In a statement, Jump Management, which is Michael Jordan's family office, said, quote, we don't comment on rumors and speculation. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. This is, so Jordan sold a piece of the Hornets to Plotkin and Daniel Sundheim, founder of DI Capital, and Plotkin is a founder of Melvin Capital. And he, he sold some stakes back in 2019. Um, the two New York-based investors were brought on board, but Jordan still controlled 97% of the Hornets' equity. So, the, I mean, the team is worth, let's see, uh, Michael Jordan paid Bob Johnson $180 million to take majority control back in 2010. He got 65% of the team's equity from Johnson, $180 million. At that point, the franchise was valued at about 287 
right? So the value of the franchise, $287 million. But Bobcat Johnson, he had to spend $300 million for the expansion fee, which is the, uh, that's the, uh, uh, that's the kickback to the owners, right? All of the NBA owners, they're like, hey, you want into this league, you need to pay us. It's very cartel-like. So, like, you want, you want a cut of this action, you got to pay us. And so they charged him $300 million, which he paid. And then when he, sold, <laughs> when he sold equity interest, it was worth less. In 2019, Forbes estimated, though, that the Hornets are now worth $1.3 billion. Um, do, 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 and they have not been good. They have not been good, like, for a really, really, really long time. Like since I worked for the Hornets. I worked for the Hornets for a season. Little known fact. David, welcome to the program. Hello, David. Hey, thanks, Pete. I really enjoy uh, your sense of humor and your show. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, this group that they're putting together to buy the Hornets, isn't it a conflict of interest to own two different teams in the same league? Hmm, ah. Maybe. They I don't know. They never let that go in baseball. They never let that go in football. Ever. I w- well, I wonder if he has to sell off. Like, he may be a current minority owner in the Atlanta Hawks, and then he has to sell that off to buy this, maybe? I don't know. But, or maybe... I don't know, but this, the story's been everywhere, but they never mention that. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, so either, either I guess they just assume that everybody knows they'd have to sell off, or... I don't know, maybe you could be a minority owner in two different teams. Because if you're a minority owner, like, you don't get to really, you're not really doing anything, right? You're not calling shots or anything. You're a minority owner, right? But isn't that the, the definition of conflict of interest? I would think so. I mean, it it does kind of seem that way, yeah. But uh, but okay. if you have if you have no control, if you're just like a shareholder, I, I, can, ha- I can have shares in Coke and Pepsi, right? Right. But you're dealing, you're dealing with a lot more cash. No, I, yeah, I agree. But, teams. So, but these guys, I mean, you're talking; these guys have like one percent of that because Jordan controls ninety-seven oh. percent of the company. He's the majority owner. So the, those those other minority owners, they they're like one percent owners. So I, I don't know if I don't know if there's a What's certain the level of having them. Then you get good seats at the games, I guess. <laughs> well, there's that, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think they're going for the box. Yeah, I guess. All right. Uh, Dave, I appreciate the call, man. Have a great weekend. Thanks, man. All right. See you. Yes, sir. You too. Um, so reached uh, they, the Hornets reached the postseason two times in the midst of a six-year drought, and that's going to get extended thanks to their awful record this season. The Hornets, you know what the Hornets' record is under Michael Jordan's ownership? 11-plus years at the helm? 418 wins. And 600 losses, 418 to 600. That is not good. That is not good. Oh, and they've also had five head coaches in 11 years. Also, not good. Um, I'm not going to click that link. Thank you, though. Uh, just that's a heads up. If if you I, I don't ever click links. You, you got to tell me what it is that you're sending sending me, and then I will search for it separately. But I never click links in messages, in anything. Just, I don't do it. Um, But I pointed out on the Twitter machine, as the old proverb goes, people with small hands should not cast pudding cups. That's 
That's the moral of the story here. That's all. And uh, Danny on Twitter, it's a Pete tweet, said, Pete, I want to see that proverb cross-stitched onto a pillow. Yeah, that would make a nice gift. Um, Or how about this? Jonathan suggests maybe Ron DeSantis was just going green and wanted to avoid uh, using the spoon and polluting the planet with more plastic. That's possible. Yeah, I mean, look, we don't know what his rationale was. Um, And then uh, Timoteo says, Pete, regarding uh, Charlotte being a world-class destination with all of the traffic congestion, it looks like you're already a world-class destination. There you go. Oh, that reminds me, actually. I saw this story. It's in the stack of stuff here. Yes. Um, And by the way, we're going to be getting to uh, Mecklenburg County Sheriff Gary McFadden's comments that he made uh, last night with Brett Jensen on his program on uh, Breaking with Brett Jensen. Uh, I pulled some audio, as I am known to do. Anyway, uh, in Maine, they tried to uh, let people have some freedom, and people abused it. So <laughs> when it comes to the license plates, you know, yeah, this is what happens. This is why you can't have uh, nice things, okay? This is why that boat uh, that the British built and you know put into their military fleet, their naval fleet, is called Bodie McBoatface, right? That, this is how this happens. They said, hey, you know what? We're not going to police this stuff with the license plates anymore. You know, we're not going to have all of these uh, sensors, these people that are going to, like, review all of the vanity plates. So they they got rid of it. And then, of course, you know, mayhem ensues. A Maine, this is in the state of Maine, and there's a man who lives there who is a vegan. I know, I'm as shocked as you are. But there's a vegan who lives there, and he had a custom license plate. And the custom license plate showed his love of tofu. It expressed his love of tofu. That was what the license plate said. L-U-V-T-O-F-U. Love tofu. Do you see the problem? (laughs) Think if you saw that license plate, L-U-V-T-O-F-U, all one word. Because there's they have a limited amount of characters on the license plates, right? Yeah. So tofu is apparently a vulgar term on a license plate. Car owners across the United States get to pay extra to customize license plates, sparking creativity and personality, but causing headaches for state officials who have to decide what is and is not acceptable. Maine had, for several years, allowed people to put just about any combination of letters and numbers on their vehicle plates, including words and phrases that other states would ban. But the state of Maine decided to change course, and this year has now started recalling plates. So far, 274 license plates have been deemed inappropriate. The state concluded... That love tofu could have been seen as a reference to uh, engaging in relations instead of admiration for bean curd. The motorist insisted there was no mistaking his intent because the back of his car, as you might imagine, I'm guessing it probably was a Subaru, it had several tofu-related stickers on the back of the vehicle as well. He said, 
It was my protest against eating meat and animal products. His name is Peter Starostecki. And uh, he's now disappointed. And he had to go to a Zoom session with a hearing examiner for the main Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Heather Libby, another motorist uh, with a uh, suspect license plate, she and her best friend grudgingly gave up their matching license plates that contained a word for a female dog. She said, people are so sensitive nowadays. I just think it's foolish. When the state ended their review process for so-called vanity plates back in 2015, some people filled their plates with all manner of profanities, including F-bombs, either spelled out or abbreviated. They would do like, they would have the F word plus, you know, snow or haters or ALS or cancer, whatever. After license plate freedom spiraled out of control. (laughs) This is the Associated Press, by the way. License plate freedoms spiraled out of control. (laughs) Oh, that's too much freedom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Too much freedom. Then the Maine legislature directed the Bureau of Motor Vehicles to reestablish a system for vetting the state's roughly 120,000 vanity license plates. The new rules ban derogatory references to age, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender identity, national origin, religion, or disability. Also banned language that incites violence or is considered obscene. They say, hey, look, most motorists actually have given up their plates without a fight. Out of like the 250, only three people, or sorry, 13 have appealed. That's it.